Hey everyone, welcome. Another edition of Night Court. The NBA Finals are upon us. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the podcast. Rob Fisher, Brevin Knight with you. Uh, Grizzlies television broadcasters. Brevin, the analyst for Grizzlies television. I do the sideline reporting and pre-half and post-game show. We do this every week. Brevin, of course, played in the NBA. I talked about the NBA for a long, long time. So we are very qualified for this podcast. And we thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. Uh, Brevin, NBA Finals are upon us. We're going to talk a lot about it. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Listen, I've had to, I've very much enjoyed this Memphis weather Yeah, this summer. It has been... Very little humidity has allowed for a lot of golf, and so that means that you have a very happy BK. Maybe it's because the bridge is shut down. Maybe, Maybe less traffic, less humidity. Has anyone ever thought of that? That is a good thought, but the problem with the only one bridge is I need to go over to the AT&T in West Memphis, and so oh, I, have, I have to time up when I think is a, a okay time for it. A 15-minute trip to not turn into an hour and a half. I drove to St. Louis and back this week and uh, left Memphis at 8 p.m. Everything was fine. Uh, came back about midnight, and everything was fine. So if they're open. <laughs> so, uh, is, is this a 24-hour AT&T store now? Yeah, I don't know. If you can find one that's open after 8, <laughs> that would be a good time to go. Man, I just got back from the Florida Keys. Mm, uh, had tough a Tough life. A, well, a friend got married. A friend got married. They did it on the Keys at Isle Morada. Yeah, yeah. I had to learn. I thought it was Isla Morada, but it's Isla Morada. Um, and, and it was it was beautiful. It was awesome. Uh, it, it, it was a really cool trip because I think to myself, I'll probably never go back to the Florida Keys in my life. So it was kind of neat in that way to have that experience, right? Um I would love to go to the Keys. Man, it was beautiful. Uh, the weather was amazing. And for those uh, Netflix viewers, if you've seen the show Bloodline, uh, the I think it's called the Rayburn Hotel or Rayburn, whatever. Yes. Rayburn, is that right? Yeah. Uh, that's where they had their wedding, was there. It's well, actually a little beach. They had the little beach outside of the, of the, yeah. the banquet area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's actually not a hotel. It's a restaurant and uh, like banquet area. And that's where that's where the wedding was. Uh, they were staying like next door to the place, which was really cool. Um, we went to a couple of places that apparently were on the show. I never saw the show, but now the show, I feel like I need to watch it. The show was good. Good show. Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I watched it. It was um, it was a it was a it was a good show. It, it kept you watching. It's like the thing for most shows right now. You can't quit after the first one, no matter what your feelings. Are. Mm-hmm. Just because so many of them start off slow with the background or trying to set up. Right. I feel like you got to give every, give it two or three episodes. I yeah. mean, you get three episodes in and you still have the same feeling. I think that's what it was. That, I think it says that maybe it's not for you. But Bloodline took took me about two episodes until I got to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going to give a little advice to the TV people out there. Because everyone's watching the Netflix, the Hulu, the... Ooh. All, all of those, all those deals. Um, more half hour to f- okay, more forty-four minute shows, half hour shows that you can just whip through 
Or even if you just, I only got a half hour. But you could you can invest a half hour to watch. I, I just think the shorter, the quicker you can binge. But I, the only, <laughs> it, 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 but the only problem with that is then I have to keep I have to find so many shows to watch. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a true. You're, you're every day. In. I'm a everyday binge watcher. Okay, I, I mean it's, it's literally like if the weather's not good and I can't golf, then what else do I do? Yeah. See, we're out in the yard working. No. Yeah, We're, that's our know. summer thing now that we do at our house, which I, I'm i not a big fan of working. I, I, I labor. I, I'm, I'm a very lucky person. I haven't I haven't had to do any labor since I was 19 years old. None. Wow. With my hands, stuff like that. It's been amazing. It's been a great career that I've been able to have. I'm blessed. But last year, my wife decided during COVID, we have nothing to do. Let's work on the backyard. And it was labor every day. And I have scars and wounds now. My hands weren't beautiful because I was using my hands yeah, you, doing you, stuff. You, you they tab, were amazing. I got you, beautiful hands. You tabbed yourself as a, a hand model. Hand model. But now, now I got scars and sand model. bug bites. And I go to Lowe's and park in the preferred parking. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Bought a truck just to haul wood. I'm going to tell you this much. I don't know I'm how not, we got I'm on not, that. I'm, I'm sorry. Exactly. That was a tangent, but I'm not going back to doing any type of that. My mom used me up. Oh, man. From when I was, a, from when I was young with cutting the grass and edging and go get the shears. And we had ivy at our house, so we had to keep the ivy uh, from growing towards the sidewalk. Oh, I, I, so my brother Brandon got off easy. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't, I don't think even when I left to go to college, I don't. I don't remember him ever talking about the stories of having to cut the grass and edge and weed right. and do as much as right. I had to do every week. And so, I'm. I, I always told the Lord, if you ever bless me to be in a position that I could pay somebody to do this, what I'm doing, I'm gonna do it. I kid you not, Brevin. When I moved from St. Louis to Memphis one of the first things that popped in my mind was I am never going to cut grass again yes. in my life. Yes. I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, I moved to Memphis and I was renting places, so I never had to cut grass. Apartments, a house, but I had a guy. Uh, and then moved in with my wife. She had a lawnmower. And, but we had a lawn guy. To the point where two years later, I was like, why, don't, why do we even have the lawnmower? It was like brand new, but it hadn't been used in five years. Sold the lawnmower. <laughs> Because I promise I'm never cutting grass again, ever. Our lawn guy, something happens to him, I'm getting a different lawn guy. <laughs> That's all good can happen. Because I ain't cutting it. No. If I got to get rid of cable, I'll get rid of cable before I cut my own grass. Well, I've gone to the extent of <laughs> no grass. No grass. So I, <laughs> As little, Our whole backyard, all the work we've done the last two years, we got rid of all the grass in the backyard. There's none. Zero. No grass. Yeah. I tell I tell the guys the only thing I tell the people that deal with the condo to do stuff at the condo is stop cutting my little bushes in front. I want them to grow higher. <laughs> That's the extent of my outside work in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, the NBA Finals. I guess we should talk about that. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about the teams that are out first. Okay. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. That was an amazing run. Fun story. Nate McMillan's story was great. Trey Young's emergence uh, as a star in the league was awesome. Good for him. Um, it was a great story for them to get as far as they got. Did they get a couple breaks along the way? Sure. Uh, but 
But they got there. They made it. They fought. They had guys who stepped up. And, and it was it, it was fun. It was a fun run. I was I was it was definitely fun to watch them do as well as they did, and I was very happy for Nate and and, and his situation. And as you said, to watch Trey Young take another step and yeah. his his the, the evolution to see what player he will be as he continues to go forward. Um, but it just also talked um, to the effect of how well their front office did with putting together this roster because. Then we get all the way to the last games, and Cam Reddish comes back off of his injury, and, and he looks like, boy, if you can add him to the puzzle on a regular basis, Hunter still is not playing with him being out on injury. Yeah. And so not knowing what the contract situations are for the rest of their teams, with the rest of their team, they are, they're still set to move forward and be a successful team for some years to come. And, and I wouldn't – I would not be surprised if every year we turned around for the next four, five, six years that the Atlanta Hawks are, are making some type of noise in the playoffs. My question here, I, I, I don't even like asking it because I like him as a player. But is Gallinari's role too big for them to be able to count on him? And, and by count on him, obviously, I mean his injury problems and lack of games that we've seen throughout his career. No, because I think that's the emergence of these young guys. Okay. So the emergence of Cam Reddish. Um, the real question becomes, what do you do with John Collins? He's the one guy that I know is with the contract situation and who has asked for a uh, max deal. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out, Are you? do you think that he is good enough and deserving enough to tie up money that would otherwise give you a chance to maybe re-sign some other people and do some things, can he make up that difference? Because I think that's what it all comes down to when you want to say you sign a guy to a max to take away your flexibility on doing other things. Is is that guy so good that even with the other guys, it does that doesn't make us better. But what makes us better is that one person. And I and I think John Collins is a has a as a nice is a nice game. But for me, I don't know if I'm giving him the max. Yeah. I don't think I'm not going to limit the rest of my team for him. Are, are they are they better as, as far as going forward? Are they better than a four or five seed? It, it's, they they can be better than that, but I don't. A lot of times, it's not. Are you that good? Is how good are the other teams? Right. Does Milwaukee continue to stay a good team? Does Philadelphia continue to grow and mature and add pieces to be a good team? Will Boston get themselves back into this talk? Will the Knicks, can they, did they take a step in the right direction? Does that mean they're going to take a second step or do they go back? So I, I think a lot of what happens to them is still going to be in relation to the rest of the teams in the East. I, and I say this because there are some teams that are just that good that they'll dictate no matter what. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if, that'll happen because they still were a really a one-star team. They just played really well at other positions. They had other guys. Lou Williams stepped up when they needed him to step up. They had guys step in, but they're going to have they're, – you, you, it's hard to say that you can do that without that other guy on the team that you say, all right, well, if Trey doesn't have it, well, who do they go to on, that, on their team to really get it going? So, uh, But can they be a 4-5 and up in the East for years to come, yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, on the other side, the Los Angeles Clippers, they are out. Um, disappointing or a step? They made it to the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever. It's a step. And you did it without Kawhi Leonard for the most part. So I, I, I would say it's a step in the right direction, but it's also a step to say, where do you go from here? I think that's, that's the bigger question. I, I think uh, a big thing for this season was I was happy to see Ty Lue be able to get uh, some credit for being a coach mm-hmm. and a guy that is able to make adjustments. Everyone else outside questioned him. I always thought that he was a good coach when he had LeBron because he did what I think makes up good NBA coaches is everybody still played at their best. Yeah. And so this time he had everybody play at their best, but also had, could take the, on his shoulders the bulk of what they did on the floor. Right. Um, it wasn't – it was just, well, Paul George orchestrated that or Kawhi orchestrated that. It was – before it was LeBron probably orchestrated it. What must – no, he did it all. He, he and his staff. And so um, I think that they took major steps forward with where they go. Now they just have major questions still to answer. What happens with Reggie Jackson? Because I mean, he was a big part of what they what they were able to accomplish. Um, uh, and so I think it's how do you if if, if Kawhi stays? I think he has a player option coming up. Mm-hmm. What what do you do? Like how how do you approach this and this point of his career? Like to try and guess it, what's in his mind is impossible. Right? Do you have to only play him fifty games? Like so you tell you say whatever number you're paying him is for a 50-55 game regular season, and then hopefully he makes it through the playoffs. Is he that player? So you just – I think they took steps, but they have questions. Is he that player? Is any player LeBron? worth 50 games? No. Because I think the parity of the league now has changed. And, again, 50 games, that means that you are, you are confident that without him for those other 32 games that you can win half of them or win 60% of those games without them. Because you still want to – you don't want to have to be in the lower part of the Western Conference having to fight your way out. Yeah, and you remember, if you're up. great, if you're great with them, you're still 30 and 20. I mean, yes. you've still lost 20 games. So, so that's what I say. You still have to you still have to now make up those other games right. in some way. So I say no. Wow. Hmm. And that's and, and again that's a function because the rest of the teams have been able to be good. We don't have. But as then many your question bad. is, okay, well, what's a better option? Although I think what and again with playoff P and sure give him hell and <laughs> can talk bad about him and talk about his mistakes because they certainly seem to stand out at least more than the the great Paul George. Maybe you learned in this playoff that maybe you don't need a, a bigger. We use the word all the time, alpha, than Paul George. Maybe you just need a compliment to Paul George because when he was the guy who had to be the star, he, more often than not, he was. And Because a lot of times we just we, we forget the Indiana Paul George. Yeah. You know, who pushed those Pacers team, pushed LeBron James teams. like, And he was the, he was the head of them. Yeah. Um, it's just once he, once he left from there and – now it becomes – sometimes you think I'm going to leave it's going to be better. Well, sometimes you leave and it don't get better. Right. Because it was very comfortable with what you were doing. <clears throat> but so it's uh, – I think that – I always – I am a true believer that 
there are very, that's why I say the superstar thing. There are very few guys that can just win by themselves right. and will a team of role guys to win. But you can be very successful if you have a really a super player and then you have a bunch of other guys who are confident and really good. So like you said, if you have a Reggie Jackson, the way Morris stepped up, the way – listen, DeMarcus Cousins. I thought DeMarcus Cousins played extremely well mm-hmm. for them. He did. Zubak, when he comes back, he's so – if you can have at least high-level role guys next to the star guy, that, that guy can – the other guy can make a big shot, but now we just do all of this collectively, I'm always more so want to lean towards those type of teams than a team we just – put together some star guys and right. maybe they play together some but when the end we'll throw it together and it'll work milwaukee and phoenix uh didn't see this coming but um i mean the way they played through the regular season you know milwaukee's been great uh, the last few years and and now they're here uh in phoenix well they were the second best team in the west this year so not really a surprise and and i think they i, I don't think it was a fluke I mean, I mean they proved it throughout the regular season they're proving it again now in the playoffs their mix is so good. You don't you don't look at the Phoenix Suns and say, this guy has carried them yep. this entire way. Yeah. We say it about Chris Paul, but we, we mean it more from a leadership yes. aspect than a guy taking over games. Because Booker's let them. Jay Crowder's had big games. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's been a monster. So it's been – and Paul's had games. So, I mean, it's been everybody for Phoenix, and they're playing great team basketball. I, I just – I love Phoenix going into this series. I just do. And I hope Giannis is able to play. Doubtful for game one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play at all uh, in, in yeah, this yeah. postseason. But but I, I, I hope he's able to play because I'd like to see what Milwaukee can do in this series because without him, I, I, I can't see him giving Phoenix much of a shot. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that... What, but what if Giannis can't play? And I, and I, I tend to agree that if he doesn't play, then Phoenix, with the way that they're playing collectively, individuals are playing, and the momentum that they have just carried over, I say, from the bubble. Yeah. We talked about it. I said that again. What happened in the bubble was such a boost. And then they added Crowder, they added Saris, they added Chris Paul. That just. That just took them to to the next level with what they were already doing, and they had guys that weren't going to disrupt what they had started in, in the bubble. They've built momentum constantly for about what now ten months. For ten months, <laughs> they've 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 been on this track. So um, I, I lean towards them, especially with no Giannis. But I but I I thought that Milwaukee in that game six, able to win in Atlanta, and I know Trey Young was hobbled, but Atlanta dominated them. In game five. Mm-hmm. And so to come back in game six and for Drew Holiday to look like the Drew Holiday that we had all been expecting. Like we thought that Drew Holiday was going to be able to relieve some of that pressure from Middleton and Giannis when it got into a tight game situation. And his aggressiveness has gone to another level. And I, I, I think that they still, I give Phoenix the, the edge and I would choose Phoenix, but I, it's going to be a good series. And, and now I think this is where... Uh, Coach Bud has to be—he has to be really good to to give his team the best chance without Giannis to win. Uh, he's got to be excellent. Can we expect that? Well, I think that's what we're all been. It's going to be. I mean, boy, so we've all been looking. We've been looking to see—is that something that you could say? 
he had his imprint all on that. Okay, maybe maybe it's not talked about, but his wife certainly has to be thinking, holy crap. I was thinking a few weeks ago that I might have to sell our house. Right. Now, <laughs> we could have all the leverage where maybe we will sell our house. For, for a bigger house. <laughs> for a bigger house. <laughs> right? She's had to have, well, that well, thought has had to have crossed her mind. Well, that that's, that's how... Uh, the seesaw goes in the NBA. Oh, man. How quickly it can, it, it, it can just tilt the other way. It yeah. Went from, it literally went from, in a two-game span, he went from he's fired. They, they may look at a different direction because they're not they're stagnant where they are. Yeah. To and who should coach Giannis? Right. So who's the next person? To oh sucks. He's doing a great job. And they win the NBA championship. Now it just it's what he can say is these were the steps. We got closer. We had a little heartbreak. We got closer again, and then we won the deal. And what else he could say? I want a four-year deal. Yes. For about I don't know. Let's go to let's go to forty million. Now nah, we're not going to do that. All right. Go work in TV even for a year. I'll be back. <laughs> Something. I mean, man, the guy has turned the leverage. All right. Let's include Giannis here. Top five players in the finals. Top five, including Giannis? Including Giannis. Uh, I would go... And I want him in order. Chris Paul. Number one? Yep. Okay. Just between these two teams, right, in the finals. Yeah. That's all you're talking about, right? Yeah, and you're saying he's the best player. Better than Booker. I think the Phoenix Suns could win... They won without without Chris Paul. Chris Paul. You asked me who, what my damn list was. <laughs> I don't get defensive. I'm just trying to argue. You didn't ask me to, to tell you what list <laughs> you just, want me to say. I just want you to explain. Just, because it's not Chris... better than I, I think for the – if you're trying – they won without Chris Paul in, uh, in a series that they were you, you were supposed to win anyway. Sure. Uh, I, I understood. And, and, and I'm, so I'm saying if you want to win multiple games – in the finals versus the Milwaukee Bucks, He's Chris most, Paul is the most important player in this series. Okay. That's all I wanted, man. I just wanted an answer well, from you of that why. Was, that was my answer. Okay, and it's a good it. answer. It's wrong, but no, it's not wrong. It's good. I like it. It's a good answer. Two is Giannis. Okay. Three is Devin Booker. Uh, and, and this is – my list is not your talent. It is the influence on the series. Your impact on, on the series. On the series. Okay. Four – is Drew Holiday. Uh, uh, and five, I'm going to go, this is, this, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb, but five in terms of importance to this series. I'm going to go with DeAndre Ayton. I was going to say him if you didn't, yeah. Uh, I think that his, can he give them the long stretch of minutes with playing good basketball. I think that is where the difference has been for him and these players is that they can count on him for longer stretches in games mm-hmm. than, than, than you would say earlier in his career. All right, so we both – So both, who you have? Um, Who's your five? I think it's really hard. I think it's really hard after the first three. I think the first three are the three that you mentioned. Um in order wise, I don't know. I, I 
I guess I'd put Giannis one. I might even put Booker two and Paul three. But I think you you could make an argument for any of the yes, three yes. Uh, in order because I think they're all you know as we're talking about impactful guys for yes. sure. Um, but I but I, I'll say this: I think Paul even I might have Chris Paul third, and and with I think your argument is great, but my argument might be he he already made his impact on this team. Where yeah. they're play they without him they play with his influence right. So his impact might be greater, but I think it's even great when he's not playing. Um, I, I think he just has an imprint on that team, which I think they – I'm not saying they they could get by without no, him, but I, I think they you. could play without yeah, him. You I know? understand. So I think you can make an argument for any of them. And then you, then you got Holiday, you got Middleton, you got Ayton. Um, I mean, as far as well, impact, damn, Jay Crowder and, and Lopez, yeah. uh, their impacts are huge well, I, too. So. Well, we uh, – I don't know if we talked before the game. I talked to somebody, and we, the talk was, without Giannis, like who was going to be the next guy? Like who needed to? We talked about it last week. That was us. Yeah. I think I said. You said Lopez. I said Lopez. And he came out and had, what, 33? 33. It was like, yeah. because that, because he has such a, he's such a talent like in terms of the shooting of three. But Brooke Lopez is huge mm-hmm. in terms of his size. And before he started shooting these threes, he was a post player. Right. Back to the basket, left shoulder turn to the baseline, reverse spin jump. That's what he was. And so um, we'll see what happens in this one. That'll be a nice matchup with him and Ian. All right, so we're both taking Phoenix, though. Going Phoenix. Knowing what we know with Giannis. If Giannis was a go the whole way, does that change? It changes for me because I don't know if if Phoenix has someone to defend Giannis. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they put on him that would stop him. and Or not even stop him, that could pose – a big enough threat in a winning situation to stop him. Like people say, well, Jay Crowder, then Jay Crowder is too small. Yeah. Like he he he'll he can easily finish I mean, who's over not? the top. That's the problem. Right, exactly. That's what I was like. But Blake Griffin put up a battle and tried and played him with the size and the strength, mm. and he had some size to him. Uh, I thought that the uh, the Hawks. They try to defend him with Collins. They, I thought Capella did okay, but whoever defends him, they have to take up the like they can't stand in the paint and allow him to keep getting a running start. Right. Like I, like I always say, to make people do, I got to make you make two or three changes of direction with the ball. If I can do that, then I'm I'm doing my job defensively. They're, he dictates everything when you stand that far away from him. So see whoever it is they got to mix it up. But if he plays and is that. Anywhere near full strength, and I don't, I don't know if Phoenix has someone that can stop. Um, okay, I want to ask you about this: the, the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor situation. I just heard this a little bit. I, you know, I, you know, I go off the I go all the way off the reservoir. So I, I, I didn't hear. I heard Rachel Nichols was in line for the job that Maria Maria Taylor started doing. On well, ABC. Rachel had been doing it she, exactly. So, and then they made the change. That uh, Rachel would be on the sidelines and Maria, I guess, would be in host. the studio. Yeah. And so now, why? What has happened? I guess because I don't. I don't know. There's more outrage about it than I think warranted, really. Um, but Rachel was recorded in a telephone conversation, based or a private conversation, uh, and intimated that. Maria was getting the opportunity because, because ESPN is so conscious of diversity. And 
here, here's my take on it. I, I, I think everybody who's outraged one way or the other is right. I think ESPN is drama-filled mess, self-conscious, just, and I, and I think they have, they have problems. I, I don't, I don't think it's as lavish of a place to work as people think, because there are just too many stories that come out constantly about drama within the company. Right. So, so I think, I think she might be right there. But on the other hand, Maria Taylor is a fledgling still superstar in this business who everything she has done she has been successful at and whatever they allow her to do she'll be great at and now with all this drama her contracts coming up they need to hold on to her because she is a star whether she's on the sidelines whether she's in the studio whatever she does she, she is a superstar. So if ESPN decided that they just wanted Maria Taylor to do it, I, I believe that to be true, too. So I can see both sides being true, but, and, and actually I think both sides kind of are, that I, I think ESPN's a mess, but I think Maria Taylor's a superstar and deserves every she, everything she gets. So I, so, so I, I would say, that and, and, you know, just getting to it, get understanding it more at this point is um, if Maria Taylor wasn't as good as she was, then this will have some weight. Right. Because she is good at it, I don't care what you thought the intentions were or why they did it. Yeah. She's good. Well, yeah, and your bottom line is, Rachel, okay, they chose her over you. That, I mean... That was all, and, and you still have your show. You're not... Yeah, they're not taking off the jump. I mean, you're right. you're talented. You're very good at what you do. And you have come to a point in your career where you've gotten a lot of great opportunities because you've earned them. Exactly. So, so it's jealousy. So, it's... it's. I mean, I don't... I don't know. I, I, I think it was... Right, I'm saying, and, and, it's, it's, and then, 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 then they suspend and have like uh, downgraded the the roles of the the girl who leaked this audio to Maria Taylor, and she's of color, and it's like, well, what 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 is going on over there? I I, I just think they're a mess too. So whatever happens, to Maria Taylor, go Maria Taylor. You're you're one of the best in the business. Right, the thing, I think you're amazing. And, and that's not and that's not to say that Rachel Nichols shouldn't feel some way. That it like happened. she's being slighted. Pro- and, and, and the problem in all of this is just that I don't care what color you are. Whoever leaked it or told the thing, you should have never did that. Yeah. If it was a conversation that she was having with you, that conversation should have stayed between A and B. And C should have never been involved. Yeah. So whatever came of her is going to come of you because you wanted to go around and create a mess. You created a mess. Yeah. Now, unless unless Rachel Nichols wasn't your friend and this was somehow you and you walked. But, but still, like this... That shouldn't have been. It should have never. It should never have gotten to that point in the first place. And for Rachel Nichols, if somebody else takes the job that I have, I'm gonna be mad as hell. And if I'm on on a personal call, I may say something on a personal call that if you hear it world masses, it's probably not the best thing that you hear to the masses. Right. But that's that's why I left it on a personal situation. So uh, I, that's my, why I think the outrage thing, is a little overblown. Right. I mean, like that's so my thing is. You should be mad that somebody has a job that you want, okay? And I'm having a personal talk, and that's and for you to say that that's you feel like 
this is the reason why she got the job. Okay, that's how you feel. Like we have, we have, we have, we're trying to make everything a story now. Yeah. Everything has to be a story. Like everything's not a story, yo. She got mad because she, she's not doing the job anymore. Maria is, and I'm having a personal conversation and this person wants to now, they want to try think that they're doing something to help somebody, help themselves, or you want to get, so now you leak it. Oh, to me, they're the asshole. Yeah. All right, one more thing. Speaking of, um, I flew with the commoners this week. Yeah, I know. How, how'd that go? <laughs> it's not how'd good, it, man. It, Flying it sucks. Well, tell me why. Tell me. Tell me what 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 hurt. What was the most? Well, first of all, uh, connecting flights. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's the worst. Then it's the it's the in line at security. I don't have the pre check. You fly enough. You probably do, don't you? Of course, I. Of course, you, know you do. do. Okay, so I don't have that. So waiting at security, yeah. that's pain. The taking yeah, the shoes off, putting yeah. things in different bins, doing all the. And then freaking out about what's in my bag. I don't. It's just whatever. Okay, so you make it through the first the flight there. I got like stopped and they checked through my bag and everything, and then everything was fine. Uh, on they the heard flight, you talking about it. They heard me talking about it. That's right. And uh, I was flagged. You were flagged. And then on the way back, my wife got stopped, and then she ended up having a corkscrew in her bag. They had to confiscate the corkscrew. I mean, okay, I forgot it was in there. Whatever. Um, so that whole part, I mean, that sucks. But it is what it is. Security, you, you expect security to be the worst part of the whole deal, right? Right. But then it's the getting there early. It's they, they board people early. And then uh, she she had the window seat and I had an aisle seat, right? And the planes were full. So there were people sitting between us. So then I was like, well, I'll sit in the middle so I could sit next to my wife. So then I sat in the middle. That well, sucked. That, well, that was your fault. I know, but I'm just trying to be a nice you, human you, being. I'm just saying, but you're... You're an adult, she's an adult. I mean, I'm about to see you on the other end. It's not, it's not like, that's it. Like, why in the hell I'm going to sit in the middle uncomfortable? For what? Well, what I did was then I put my head, like, over on her shoulder. So it might it might have actually been okay, because I slept. On, and then I watched Pink okay. concerts. Um, of course you watched Pink. <laughs> so. I said, my wife sits in the aisle, and I sit at the window. And, I don't, and I'm not sitting in the middle. My son and I fly together. He likes a window, and I like the window. I get a window seat behind. He sits in the window, right. and I, if it's a two-seater, I'll sit next to him. If it's a three-seat, he sits in the window, and I get the window behind him. I don't like the idea that you have to pay for bags now. And, I, and again, that's horrible. So you get, like, one, right, Carry for, like, on. 30 bucks or something like that. Oh, you, you're talking about check. Check, yeah. Because yeah, you have no bag. status. That's just you don't fly stupid. enough. That's dumb. Well, you're, not, you're not. You're not. You're not giving to the. This. See, this is a. This is a give. Give and take relationship. But now I got a duffel bag and a backpack, and my duffel bag weighs so much, and it hurts, and I gotta lug it around everywhere. And then after day one, I got sunburned. So on the way back, trying to lug it around everywhere just sucked. And then you get off the plane, and then you gotta wait for your bag, and then you gotta get the car, and then you. I mean, it's just a pain in the ass, Previn. You. You, you are such an amateur traveler. <laughs> that is a problem. First and foremost, you're an amateur traveler. You never go on a trip without oh. a roller bag. Nobody carries. I a, had a roller nobody bag. Nobody carries a damn duffel bag anymore. My gym bag. It's a gym bag. And nobody says damn gym bag. It's <laughs> well, this it is a gym, it is a gym bag because it goes back. It has Holy. Conference USA on the side of it. Oh my! You have a roller bag or a backpack. Okay. No, that, that's check. my bad then. So and so and you have a roller bag that is big enough that is at least able to go through the security machine. Mm -hmm. Not the one that you bring to the arena that we have to struggle with every day. Mm -hmm. A regular bag. 
you bring that. So even if you go through and you get to the gate, and you're like, no, I don't really feel like messing with this bag. Then I'll just gate check it. They'll check it. And now guess what you pay? Nothing. See, the first time they gate checked it, it was cool. Yes. But then I still got to carry it to the car. I mean, come on, man. I was really trying with you. I, I didn't like trying. it. I didn't like it. I mean, I'm going on vacation in two weeks, and we're driving, and I'm fine with that. I drive six hours. I don't need to fly. I, don't, I, I just pack up the car and go. I'd rather do that than have to fly. I mean, flying like that, I, I don't. Sorry, man. I didn't enjoy it. You get a chance to meet people at the airport? Seriously? Yeah, you sit, talk to my sister, you say hello. One other thing I learned about the airport. First of all, it, it blows my mind that that many people are flying from like Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale. I mean, it's just it's just so weird. All day, every day, and as you walk gate to gate, and you see it's this packed. one's going to you know Kansas City from packed. Fort Lauderdale, packed. And it's like what? I mean, it's just so weird. It's always packed. Um, the other thing I learned was yoga pants are a big deal. Right? Oh. But some shouldn't wear them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, uh, some, I'm, I'm, some people can go comfort in another way. We can go, we could go comfort in, in another way. That's all I'm saying. Men and women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better throw that in. You, you better. You better, you better add that. I, I, okay, I, I, I mean, because men, I, I, men, you know what men's problem? A lot of tank tops. and I just don't need an armpit next to me. Put on a T-shirt. You can wear a short sleeve T-shirt. What do you wear? And normally the tank top people, they're big too and look like they've been working in the garage all day. So I don't, I don't need that. Don't bring that at me. You've, you've, you've only been in the airport twice. <laughs> One time. I'm just saying twice because you you went from one airport to another. It was twice. So three. Week. It was you did three airports. I did. I did. Yeah. And I didn't like it's, it. I didn't so, like it at all. The, so a lot of that may just be three airports <laughs> that you were at. Those are the those those are the clientele going through. Oh, but, and, but, and then you got to wear a mask the whole time. Now that is what is very hard. That's we, hard. That that is. Uh, and shout out to everyone who had to work through this pandemic and wear yes. a mask all day because I'm sure you're listening and saying, "Oh yeah, I have to do it every." I understood. Understood. I haven't had to, but man, it's those shout days out to everybody really, that has a real job. <laughs> that's what I always say. Yes. I tell. I tell. I mean, these these problems we have are embarrassing. First world. I, I, apo- I apologize. I apologize. I take it all back. Sorry to all the commoners that I had to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This, this, is, uh, this is just the whole. Right. Just, just somewhere. That's terrible. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. Okay, I apologize. But uh, I just tell you this much: but, I could never. <laughs> I couldn't do. I, I'm, I'm being dead serious. The people that have a real job, like that, oh, go man. somewhere for for eight hours, five to five days a week. That is that is. And for the people that work in. Uh, fast food restaurants and they fight for their wages. Hey, I, I fight for you. I'm with you because try to tell somebody else that doesn't do it. You come work back here for oh. eight hours a day on this grill, or having to sweep this floor, or having to anything that is in that way. I, I, I mean, those people deserve. That's why when, when when I leave a tip, it's it's I leave a good tip because I know mm-hmm. that this oh. is this is uh you you are you're for real work. We I, we don't work. No. We're, we're, As I we're, tell people all the time, Brevin, um, 
I'm like, yeah, like any job, you know, there are times that you get ticked off at something or, you know, you're upset about something or a day that you just don't have it that mm-hmm. day, whatever. I yep. mean, that those are similarities, but the difference is it, it sure beats working for a living. Yes. <laughs> so, so yes. I mean, that's kind of... Yeah. I can't stand it, that doggone camera anger that Tom Hewitt always wants to... Yeah, that's my... That's yeah. my oh, yeah. That's my fight. Real tough problems. <laughs> uh, speaking of problems, one more story from my trip to the Keys. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I ordered an Uber, right? And Did they come? So it turns out that the girl that's coming, she we had a group of seven. So we had to always get two Ubers. Right. It's the girl that the group going to the restaurant had. It's the same one. And they're like, oh, man. She's a little, little chatty and kind of a little crazy, like scary, okay? So enjoy her. So she comes pulling up, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm having a cigarette. And she comes pulling up, and I throw the cigarette out. And she comes up, and she looks at me. And I'm, like, standing on the passenger side, and I go to get in. The door's locked, and she looks at me, and she's waving her finger, and she's screaming. <laughs> and then she, st- and then she waits. She's yelling at me to get away from the car. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And she starts pulling away. And she pulls up to a buddy of mine who's supposed to get in the Uber with me. And she says, he was no, he was smoking. Not in my car. He what? What did you tell him? I'm, I'm not going to smoke in a car. I was like, what? He's going to bring that into my car? No. And she took off. She took, she left. She and, But she ordered me another Uber. <laughs> so then we had another one come. And I was like, I can't believe that just happened. And uh, and then again, what's the, what's the moral of the story? Well, stop smoking. I know, dude. <laughs> I mean, that one cut me deep. I'm t- I'm t- that, like that, that right there. Yeah. You can't get more deep. Too. The lady turned down the money. Turned it down because I was smoking, <laughs> right. not because I was gonna smoke, because I was smoking. We weren't in the car, and I said, "You mind if I?" <laughs> I mean, you know how disgusting I felt. Man, it hurt. <laughs> oh man alright that's going to do it for us this week uh, enjoy the NBA finals <laughs> I apologize to all people who ride on planes I just didn't like it um, <laughs> we'll talk again next week here on Night Court thank you for listening thanks for subscribing uh, tell your friends tell your neighbors Tell them to give it a listen, and uh, we'll do it again next week. For Brevin, I'm Fish. Uh, We'll talk to you next week on Night Court. From one commoner to the other commoners. (laughs) Peace.